Today, there are two million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. Venez tous jeunes fils et garçons, je vais vous raconter l'histoire de notre immigration ici au USA, de grands aventuriers de pays étrangers. Bonjour everyone, this is Melody with French-Canadian News here on the podcast. We'll start with an article from France Amérique titled Mardi Gras in Louisiana, Carnivals Between the City and the Country. This article takes us to the Mardi Gras carnivals in Louisiana, specifically the differences between the urban and rural celebrations and the French traditions that are much older than we may think. Next up, Kate Harrington from the FAC Board of Trustees in Biavenue, New Hampshire, was on the radio in Montreal talking about the primary. From her Facebook post, she says, Being a French speaker and living in the state that hosts the nation's first primary means that me and my students have had some pretty cool opportunities lately. Three of my students were interviewed by Radio Canada about their perspectives on the election, and I was interviewed by 98.5, a Montreal radio station. The links to the interviews will be posted below this story on the French Canadian Legacy podcast website. Now, I have several events to announce that are coming up in March, so be sure to mark your calendars. First up, the American French Genealogical Society in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, will be holding a free event on Sunday, March 1st at 1.30 p.m. A discussion titled, What Happened to the Children? The Orphans of the Irish Famine and the Canadian Quarantine Station at Gross Isle will be given by Chuck Arning, a public historian and retired National Park Service interpretive ranger. Arning will speak about the winter of 1847, when a vast number of barely seaworthy vessels, referred to as coffin ships, set sail for Canada with sick, diseased, and starving Irish families. Between June 1847 and early September 1848, over 600 orphans were sent to Quebec City from the quarantine station on Gros Isle. Arning will also discuss the fate of those children. The French Cultural Center of Boston will be holding a free event called Francophonie 2020, Launch Celebration, on Thursday, March 5th from 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. March is Francophonie Month, after all, so join in to meet representatives from business, governments, and nonprofits. You can also learn more about their community offerings, calendar of events, travel, studies, and work and visa programs. The link to RSVP for this event will be linked on our site. This next article has several events listed for March, so be sure to check out the link on our site to read about all of them ahead of time. Here are the events that are coming up in early to mid-March at the Franco-American Collection, University of Southern Maine, on 51 Westminster Street in Lewiston, Maine. Free parking is available for these events. Starting with Friday, March 6 at 6 p.m., check out a conference with Professor Hanthea Vantcongolo of Bowdoin College speaking about the current challenges of a plural and diverse Francophonie in the USA. Reception to follow this event. On Tuesday, March 10th at 6 p.m., check out a film projection of Voyagers 1608, 200 Years of French Presence in North America, directed by Jean Doolin. After the movie, meet with the producer, Albin Mano of the Maine Film Association. And on Friday, March 13th at 6 p.m., check out Music and Talk, passing along the musical traditions of Louisiana's Cajuns and Creoles with Mitch Reed. On Wednesday, March 18th from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., Josie Vachon, the popular Franco-American performer, will be in Lewiston, Maine at the Genron Franco Center located on Cedar Street in the former St. Mary's Church. Tickets will be linked below. Vachon has also been on the podcast, so be sure to check out her interview before attending to learn more about her background and her music. For their fifth consecutive year, the Alliance Francois of the Lake Champlain region will be holding an event to celebrate the Francophonie and the start of spring with special guests, along with local, state, and international dignitaries. The event will be held on Thursday, March 19th at 6 p.m. at the Bearded Frog on 5247 Shelburne Road in Shelburne, Vermont. So sign up to have a French-inspired meal prepared by Master Chef Marc La Riviere and experience fine New England cuisine. The dinner includes a four-course meal, 
cash bar, and mingling with others who enjoy French culture. The cost is $80 per person, and the seating is limited, so sign up soon. And lastly for today, check out International Francophonie Day in Vermont on Friday, March 20th from 10.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. At this event, government officials from Vermont, Quebec, Canada, and France will recognize March as Francophonie Month in Vermont. So join in on this yearly event in the Cedar Creek Room at the Vermont State House on 115 State Street in Montpelier, Vermont. Everything I've covered today will be linked on the French Canadian Legacy Podcast website. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Melody. Since the start of the podcast, we focused mostly on the New England story, but we know there are many stories we want to learn about. Next week's episode focuses on an area that we haven't talked much about. Will McGrew is the founder and CEO of Tele Louisiane, which is a multimedia platform dedicated to promoting language and culture, something we've been working on since day one. If you are interested in what we do here at the French Canadian Legacy, you'll want to follow Tele Louisiane as well. It was an honor to have Will sit down with us, and we hope you'll love what they're doing in Louisiana as much as we do. This preview episode is going to air on Mardi Gras itself, actually. And awesome. I've never been. Never been to Mardi Gras. I think it would be an absolute blast. I'd, I hope I would remember at least some of it if I ever did go down. <laughs> so for people, because I know some people who are heading down, if you've never been before, you go yeah. down to Mardi Gras. Uh, I don't know if you could give us maybe a tip or something that would surprise people or they wouldn't expect when they showed up oh, wow. based on what our conception of what Mardi Gras would look like. So the tip would be really just to like work on your endurance, you know what I mean? Not even like, I mean, obviously from, from a drinking perspective to some extent, if you're into that, but then also just like, it is like a, it, in New Orleans, right? So we have Mardi Gras throughout Louisiana, but in New sure. Orleans, it's like an entire city of basically 400,000 people. Plus the metro area is like 800,000 is like in, in celebration. So it's like a party that's taking place in an entire city. Um, so it can be an overwhelming experience. But then some things that you don't expect is like, one, it's very, it can be very family friendly. Um, like I grew up all going to Mardi Gras. It's really for everyone. Like whoever, whatever your interests are, however you like to have fun, you can have fun on Mardi Gras. Um, definitely if you're a drinker, but also if you like just want to have fun with your, your kids, you can also do that. Um, and then the second thing that's kind of a little hidden secret is like, you should check out Oh, uh, Mardi Gras in Acadiana. And so that's like uh, what some people call it Cajun Mardi Gras. And so it's okay. um, the courier, uh, the courier of Mardi Gras. And so that's a different, the parades are like the the more widely known form of Mardi Gras and the type that we have here in Louisiana, the parade, I mean, in, in New Orleans, the parades and the balls, et cetera. But out in uh, places like Mamou or um, in Evangeline Parish or in, um, even in Avoyles, I, in Avoyles, I think, in Crowley, a lot of those small towns that uh, in, in Cajun country or in Acadiana, they do a different form of Mardi Gras, which is called the Courier of Mardi Gras. And they dress up in these crazy outfits. You guys should definitely, definitely Google it. That's it's awesome. potentially worth an episode or something, but they dress up in these outfits. And instead of doing parades, they chase after, they do a run. Courier means uh, to, to run or walk. And so they just run through the fields and they chase after these chickens. Um, but there's still a lot. <laughs> There's still a lot of alcohol involved in the all. And although I do think that they have open container laws out there, um, they're not enforced, I don't think, on the day of Mardi Gras. In New Orleans, we never have open container laws, so it's not even a question. Um, but yeah, definitely a very different Mardi Gras experience to try after you've come to the New Orleans one a few times. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely put on a funny costume and chase some right. chickens <laughs> while, while drinking. That sounds like a while blast. Drinking. Exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, thanks, Will. Appreciate it, sir. This has been awesome. Yeah, thank you, guys. 
Now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair To think that everything they love we simply do not share But the spirit never dies, our culture will survive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode.